0: Today on CityCast Chicago, hundreds of thousands of people are expected to travel to Des Plaines today and tomorrow to a Catholic shrine of the Virgin Mary for her feast day. But why do so many people, including tens of thousands of Mexican and Mexican-Americans living in Chicago, make the pilgrimage to the Northwest suburb by car, on horseback, and even by foot? We spoke to the Des Plaines priest at the Our Lady of Guadalupe Shrine and a woman whose family has been making a trip for the past 20 years. It's Monday, December 11th. I'm Jacoby Cochran, and this is What Chicago's Talking About. Before we get into today's episode, I wanted to drop a really big announcement on y'all. CityCast Chicago has launched our very own membership just in time for the holiday season. If over the last three years, yes, it's already been three years, if you've loved CityCast's great Chicago stories, that melodic good news and hilarious bloopers, consider becoming a member today. Starting at just eight bucks a month, you can help make sure this podcast stays around for another 600, 700, 1,000 episodes. And plus, for the price of a sweet steak, you'll get ad-free listening, exclusive updates, and free first access to future events i'll even throw in a jug of that harold's mouth sauce and some mindy's gummies my damn self all right i'm capping with them last two but the others are clearly legit sign up now and be one of the very first members at membership.citycast.fm did you do it not yet all right i'm being a little extra but you know i'm excited i'm excited let's get to the show then
1: So on December 12th, people are coming from all sides of, of, of wherever to come here to Des Plaines. Father
0: Ezekiel Sanchez is the rector for the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Des Plains.
1: It's an outdoor shrine, so it's not an indoor church. And what you'll find is a lot of people on the road with uh, with banners, with the image of Our Lady of Guadalupe, people walking, people helping each other, people giving hot chocolate out. and And so the journey is to just the right. When you get here, you enter through the main the main entrance and you see this large, entranceway, which is the welcoming, the, the beginning welcome with the with the words of Our Lady of Guadalupe in Nahuatl, the original language, in English and Spanish that literally, uh, that literally translated is, am I not here who am your mother? Are you not under my care and protection? Am I not the source of your joy? In other words, it's telling the pilgrim, you made it, <laughs> you're safe, you made it home, you, I, I got you, <laughs> I'm here for you. And so you walk in and there's a long line you get to, just like you do in, in the Basilica in Mexico City, you get these long lines just to get in front of her, just to get in front of the image. So it's a large, uh, a large hill, a tepeyac hill, we, we, that was constructed. And it has her, her image, outdoor well protected. And so people just want to get in front of it. And we have native dancers, um, uh, people dancing to her, music. We call mañanitas serenading to her, people singing to her. And it's quite the experience... Fireworks displays at the beginning. Like a full fireworks show? Yes, Lord. Yeah. Yeah. In the morning. <laughs> the response. And yeah, in the morning and evening, that is the first mass. The first mass is a fireworks show because mm-hmm. um, it, it, it resonates the beginning of the fiesta. So the beginning of the feast starts starts uh, at eight o'clock on December 11th. And so we have masses and prayer uh, services and rosaries, and it's always busy 24 hours. The last mass is at 7 p.m. on the 12th. They they leave flowers, they leave their candles, um, they they make a friend. Uh, they're all here together. It, it's just a, it's just an awesome awesome. Except the hardest part we got to deal with is is parking, is <laughs> <It's> the traffic. <laughs>
0: I'm someone who grew up um, going to an all-black Catholic school on the South Side, but I had never heard of this Catholic tradition that oh hundreds God, of yeah. thousands yes, of Mexican Americans, Mexicans, and Latinos and, across the Chicago land practicing it. Um, and so,
1: everybody <laughs> under the sun. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> can you tell us how you personally got to the Shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe? Well, I've been a priest for over 28 years in the Archdiocese of Chicago. So I grew up in Chicago, I was born and raised there. I went to Curie High School on the South Side. And so it was a, it's been a, very much a Chicagoan uh, myself. Um, so I, I became rector of the shrine here back in 2016. The Blessed Mother very much is very part, very much part of our spirituality as Catholics. And so Our Lady of Guadalupe was very important to the Latino community who was already coming here. And while
0: this story is resonant for, you know, people across the world, the largest shrine is in Mexico City. But how did the shrine of Our Lady of Guadalupe end up in Des Plaines?
1: Well, the reality is, is that uh, one of the things that we talked to Mexico City about, the major basilica of Our Lady of Guadalupe. So the, the, the image of Our Lady, the miracle of Guadalupe is in Mexico City. And uh, what most people don't know if you didn't read this, if you don't know the, the folklore, the story that goes with the history of it, Um, to make it real short the Blessed Mother appears to uh, an indigenous gentleman uh, by the name of Juan Diego who is not even a baptized person yet but he's on his way to that he's learning his catechism Um, and so she appears to him asking him to do her a favor which is go to the bishop and says I want a little house uh, built here in my honor in this hill called Tepeyac Hill and I can give all of the people of this land all of my love my help and my protection this was the promise of Our Lady it wasn't um, about the future and the end of the world and all that stuff. It was just, I want to give everybody of the Americas all my love. Uh, the rest of the story is about how Juan Diego fulfills the promise to get this done, um, that the message through. Well, since then, almost 500 years now, think about it, 500 years Then making, we have a symbol that reminds us of that moment that we were somebody to somebody from heaven. And so since then, here at the shrine, so when we talked to the Basilica of Mexico City, uh, we asked the bishop, can we please have a special designation from the basilica? Primarily because we have so many people that that have a big promise. It's very strong in our heart to go visit and fulfill um, us what we call una manda promise. But some people can't travel. That trip to the basilica,
0: yeah, every year or even every few
1: years is, is, is not possible for everyone. Or even once. Yeah, right, or even once. Because they, for a lot of reasons. And so the basilica said yes everybody else is not asking us what you're asking us and so we'll grant you that that wonderful gift that we'd like to extend to you out there. This was 2013 that mm-hmm. came to us and so we were able to announce to people that with the gift and the and the unity of in other words we're an extension of the, of the the ministry and the work and, the, and and the story of our lady of Guadalupe as it is in Mexico City for those who can't go way out there. So what you see now every year is hundreds of thousands of people mm-hmm. pilgrimaging from all over the Midwest, not only Chicago. A lot of people come walking. They'll walk 20 miles in the cold Chicago winter. A lot of them drive. um, We had over 800 horse and riders, do their pilgrimage, the horse and rider's pilgrimage. And then another one is the truck drivers. They come with their trucks and their families and asking uh, special gifts and blessings for their, for the year for them. And so this has really been built up a lot. It's been building up for, uh, for a few years already. And it's nothing we're doing. Was it all, was it always this big?
0: Like we're, you know, what what were like those early days like?
1: It wasn't, it wasn't as large as it was when I got here. It was about maybe a hundred thousand people came. Uh, but now it's up to 400,000. Why, why do you think so many people come? Well, I, I think uh, we touch a nerve. I guess the, the, that's the question. You know, What's the nerve that's being touched? And so in the life of so many people, they, they're, they're seeing so much things that are not clear or they're rather dark or unsecure, especially for immigrants, uh, no matter what immigration they come from, or people who, have, who are going through a hard time. Um, it, you'd be amazed how much people open their heart. I'll give you an example. Um, I had one pilgrim walking on his knees for a mile. Can you imagine that? And then a, a reporter asked, why are they doing that? Why is such a severe penance? I'm like, well, I didn't give him the penance. This is what he's choosing. And so I translated for them. And, I, and the reporter asked, why are you doing that? And he said, uh, make a long story short. He said, I, I have a little daughter. She's very sick. She's dying. I have no money. And God is my only hope, and so the what you see is the severity of the parent penance. You'll find it's the severity of the need, whatever's going on inside of them. We don't we take a lot of things for granted. No, you can't get health care. No, you can't get a transplant. No, you you can't get that job. No, you're fired. No, you know what? You worked all week. I'm taking half of your salary, and people go through all these things, and then all the other things that people go through the challenges uh, just their daily lives.
2: For my family, actually started in 2000. So my uncle started it. My cousin was actually, she's, I believe she's 38. When she was born, um, my aunt had complications and he actually, he told Virgen de Guadalupe that if she was better, he would name her, you know, my cousin after her. And she was, she was born, she was healthy. And her name is Guadalupe.
0: That was Cynthia Alanis, who else planned the pilgrimage from Nuestra Senora de Lourdes, a parish up in Ravenswood.
2: Now in Mexico, you know, all of our family, my uncles, my dad, they grew up actually because they do the same thing in Mexico. But there's mm-hmm. are days or weeks. Uh, you know, he was interested in doing that. And he's like, you know what, uh, you know, uh, we're going to start off. He's like, just a co- it was just five people, I believe. And then it grew and, you know, it obviously it stopped because he passed away in 2020 from COVID, um, you know, and it stopped for that year. And he had always told, you know, my cousin, my, my, our cousins, my, his brothers, his sisters, he's like, you know, I need you guys to continue it. It's tradition, you know, it's, it's our faith mm-hmm. and it's been growing and he's been wonderful. And, you know, he, my father decided to take over it. And it's been, you know, it's wonderful seeing everybody come together. I think that's the best of it, too.
0: What's your earliest memory of participating in the in the pilgrimage?
2: Oh, my goodness. I was young. I was I'm 38. Um, so I was in my teens. Mm-hmm. Um You know, and I remember going and, you know, just being in the car and seeing them, you know, seeing people literally on their knees. You know, it was cold and and they're just so devoted. And, you know, and it's our faith and that, you know, makes us want to walk. That makes everybody want to do it. You know, you see if you go, you you will you even get emotional just being there, you know, listening to them because everybody get kind of just it becomes a family. You know, we all go for so for something—faith, mm-hmm. you know, tradition, whatever you want to do it. And you know, it's you become a community when you're going. They take care of you. You don't know them, but you know you take care of each other.
0: <laughs> Are you self-conscious about your smile? your destination for advanced clear aligner solutions. P.S., they got another clinic on the way, so stay tuned for their old town location. I mean, Cynthia, what does it take to prepare for this, especially now that you have hundreds, maybe even thousands of people going? And, you know, you're more responsible now for it than you you were when you were younger.
2: So I didn't know up until recently when my dad took over, uh, you know, like three years ago. And it's...
0: You was just showing I, up beforehand.
2: Yes. You know, I'm <laughs> like, oh my God. But there's so much that goes behind it. Like, you're, it's done. And then the minute, you know, you take a month and then it starts again you know it's you have to prepare everybody you know it's meetings and you know and just some minor details you know like blow horns and speakers and radios and you have to make sure everything works cuz you it never fails something <laughs> always fails you know it's um it's nervous you get kind of nervous uh-huh. uh, you know but it's it's nice.
0: So what does that look like for like your family? Like where where does where do you all live now and do you drive nearby and then pick a place and start walking? Like what what does that look like for your family?
2: So uh, we chose parish, well my uncle uh, chose uh, parish of um uh Lourdes because that was his parish.
0: And that's in Ravenswood. Correct. Mhm.
2: You know, he chose that. We don't live. My parents live in Cicero and I live in Justice. Okay. So it's, you know, and then uh, the Shrine of Guadalupe, that's, you know, far from us too. Um, So it's, you know, meetings that you have to go with them. You have to work with the church and you have to work with, um, you know, the Shrine of Guadalupe. And it's obviously, you know, there's, you know, they have to take precautions as well. And it's, you know, how many people are going to go in there? Because I want to say that the most we've had is like over 2,000 people Mm. walking with us. Um, And you you
0: all walk the entire way?
2: Yes, yes. Yes, so I know.
0: Have- it, I, I know. It, it, for you, it's like, of course, Mike. That's why we talking. And yeah. I was like, but I just yeah. imagined I was like, you know, maybe people like drive, like a, you know, you drive like close, but then you park far away. But then you maybe walk a couple of blocks. I was one. I, I always figure maybe some people get close, but you all are starting to walk up in Ravenswood to displays.
2: Yes. Yeah, so they start walking around 9 45. They get blessed by uh, the priest mm-hmm. and then they're walking. Sometimes along the way, people will wait, you know, by home and then they'll join us. Um, but, yeah, you walk and obviously there's tons of cars, too. Sometimes, you're, you know, their family members come and if they get tired, they go in. Uh, we have cars that, you know, if somebody tells us somebody fell, they're getting tired, they come in with us. or we find a place for them to go in and rest for a little bit. Um, But, yeah, so they walk from nine forty five till four forty five in the cold rain, snow, you know, people again, you know, they're they're crawling, they're on their knees. They have no socks, they're barefoot, um, you know, so you see everything.
0: Oh, wow. So, yeah, that is a that's a six hour, uh, 14 mile walk. And like like you said, just organizing people along that route to, to take care of people. I mean, what, what does this mean for your family? You talked about uh, your uncle and the origin story and passing away through COVID, which, you know, even though it's years later, I know, you know, a family never truly heals from a loss. And so, you know, I'm sorry for your loss because I know this is a memorialization, but I, I imagine this, this, this also brings up tough times, you know, for your family. You know, how much does this, this mean for you all?
2: For us, uh, I'm talking on behalf of my father, too, because he's the one that's really running it um, after my uncle did. You know, he's like, it's it's his faith. What motivates him? He's like, of course, it's tradition. He's like, but it's my faith. And for my brother, he's like, you know, because he started it. He didn't want this to die. He's like, and my faith in Virgen de Guadalupe. He's like, knowing that, you know, sometimes they'll tell him it's going to snow. It's going to be freezing cold. And that day, nothing happens. He's like, so I know that you know she did it. We're doing it for her. He's like, you know, and it's our faith. It's seeing again. It's it's such a nice feeling when you when you're there. Everybody goes for like I said, different reasons, miracles that they want to happen. You know, we all have issues.
0: I know that people of different faiths, non-denominational, have also uh, made the walk. What have you, what have you heard from some of the people that you've met along the way over the years?
2: You know what everybody has said. You know they. We get because it's so many people. So we'll have people walk out of their houses and they'll ask, you know, what is this? What's going on? And, you know, if they said it themselves, they're like, wow, the, the faith must be wonderful. Or like, you know, you guys are very devoted. Um, so we've heard, you know, th- they don't believe it. Um, you know, they're like, you really walk that much? I'm like, yeah, the people walk, you know. So I think it's it's kind of strange to certain people because they're like, really? You know, but it's it's faith that motivates you, you know, and a lot of people, you know, have miracles that's happened, you know, like for my uncle, uh, for us, you know, um, we all have stories that involve her. So it's, it's what motivates us.
0: What's that story for you? I know that, you know, it's connected to your family and you've seen your uncle and your aunts and uh, cousins and, and your own father, um, help organize. Have, have you had your own miracle?
2: I have actually with my son, I, when my myself was having issues, complications, um, when I was giving labor to him and my, I didn't know that my father actually did the same thing. He's like, please let him be okay. I was praying. Um, and my son was fine. You know, my son was fine. They were telling me that, you know, we don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, everything was fine. My side now have a 15 year old. Um, you know, so, you know, they, my mom was just telling me today, she's like, you know, I remember my grandma waking me up at, you know, four in the morning saying we had to go, you know, to church because, you know, we have to go celebrate Virgen de Guadalupe, um, you know, so it's, it's tradition. And then once we get older, you know, we grew up praying and then something happens, like, for example, to me, you know, what happened with my son. And it's like, okay, you know, like it's, we're doing this.
0: Back at the Shrine, Father Sanchez tells us what you need to know if you're thinking
1: of stopping by the shrine. Dress warmly. (laughs) We're outdoors. (laughs) It can be cold. We've had pilgrimages and blizzards snore, and they still keep coming. I think if you're going to bring your heart, I mean, you're going to do this for a reason. It's not not just merely a curiosity. Uh, You're entering into a communal life that you're welcomed in. Um, no, There's no tickets to buy. There's no cards to have. Uh, the only thing we ask people is to come reverently, come for the purpose by which you're doing it. Uh, there is a lot of security. There is we got to keep people safe, clearly. Uh, there is a lot of uh, welcome as well. Uh, it, it's a quite simple pilgrimage. It it's coming and, and uh, you'll see it. no one who comes here knows gets lost in terms of what do I got to do, where do I got to go. Uh, the most important part to have is always come in as a group. And the journey itself opens. One'self to begin relationships with people who are involved in the same journey as you are. You know that's the role of pilgrimages. You go on pilgrimage, um, not to go to a five-star hotel. You go on pilgrimage because you know it's going to be rough. But what you take in your heart is the needs and and the love of the community who sent you there, or the people you're concerned about. And I gotta open myself some way. Uh, pilgrimages do that because you encounter so many different people and it kind of reminds you guess what you're not the only one in the world going through a rough time but together we can we can overcome we, we can find the strength that we need to, to kind of get through this uh, well Father
0: Sanchez we appreciate you thank you so much for making time for us here at CityCast
1: bless you now take care
0: uh, Cynthia I'm so excited for you and your family and again thank you for making time for us here at CityCast
2: thank you so much
0: Before we let you go, remember earlier when I asked you to become a member of CityCast Chicago? Did you actually do it? I mean, I mean, it's cool if you're not. I'm not like all of me, your business in your pockets. I know you want to hit an episode first, but hey, now is definitely a good time. You'll be supporting your favorite Chicago podcast, giving your boy a nice Christmas gift and ensuring that we're around for years to come. Plus, if you join now, you're going to be able to call yourself like a, a founding member. And I mean, that, that's just cool as hell. Like I knew them when they was who they was. You know what I'm saying? You could do it at membership.citycast.fm. All right, I ain't going to just let you go ask for money, right? We got some good news, too. Chicago's own improv and sketch comedy group 3P is making their return to I.O. Theater near Old Town today and tomorrow night at 8 p.m. You have seen members of this cast dominating social media on the big screen. Comedy Central Saturday Night Live. Ticket links for 3P Live and Off the Cuff are in the show notes. As always, we appreciate you for listening, reading, responding to our Hey Chicago post, checking out our website, chicago.citycast.fm, you know, reaching out to the number 773 7800246 rating and reviewing the podcast. And now it's just another opportunity to interact, to show some love, you know, to to help the podcast grow and succeed. And that's by becoming a founding member of CityCast Chicago at chicago.citycast.fm. I'm going to be back bright and early tomorrow. Peace.